I'm your host, Laria Speaks. And I'm your host, Nayla. And welcome to Thought Topics Podcast. And here it's the mood. And here it's lit. And here we chillin'. And here it's hot. Join us on Fridays for Girls, Girls Night as we explore stories of transformed hot girls. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Y'all know how we do it. Y'all know what time it is. It is girl talk time. All right. So grab a chair, get your tacos ready, get your coffee, get your tea. Not really the messy tea, you know, just something to drink to clear your throat, that type of thing. And, you know, we we just ready to share this story this week with y'all. This this probably going to be one of my favorites. And I'm going to let our guest this week kind of introduce herself. And then I'll tell y'all why this might be one of my favorites. Hey y'all, hey, I'm Shauna, aka Shauna Speaks Life, and I am super, super geeked to be here, and the fact that you said get your tacos made me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You know we love tacos, right? Listen, everyday taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, taco Wednesday, taco Thursday. It's taco day. Okay, so the reason I said it's probably one of my favorites, because y'all know, like I've had a lot of people pour into me a lot of people that um, I look up to or that has taken time to shepherd me or mentor me. But this one, this is my first mentor. Okay. Like my first, I don't know. I think I was in middle school, had to be seventh or eighth grade when I first met her um, through a relative of mine. And since then we've been, we've been locked in. Ain't no surprise. (laughs) And when I say like, even before we knew the Lord, it was some things she taught me. <laughs> it was some what things she doing? taught me that were valuable even to my ratchet years. You know what I'm saying? I'm but I'm going to focus on the positive. Like, I, I just remember one of my most memorable moments was Shauna getting me ready for prom. And that was like all my big moments she's been there for. And I'm just excited for that, y'all. So y'all know I had to bring her in. <laughs> much appreciated for real for real always honored always yes so uh we'll hop right into it um we got nay on here too you know she she just chilling right now (laughs) but but nay is in the room too yes i'm in the building if you don't got your pen and paper please take notes ladies and gents but uh, i'm gonna go into our question y'all know how we get down so the million dollar question of this podcast is describe your relationship story in a movie title. Girl, bye. Oh. <laughs> what we watching? What we watching? I can only pick one. Yeah. Listen. Okay. Okay. Let me listen. Girl. Waiting to excel. I'm sorry. And I was I was every single character at some point in my dating life. Okay. Every everyone. Even Angela. Well, especially Angela. I was Angela a couple of times, but um, yeah. Listen. Them BC days, honey. Yes. Okay. Y'all all seen the movie, right? Y'all seen Waiting to Exhale. I know. Okay. Let's see. Listen. 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 And so many times I should have went to jail for the things I have done to exes. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, but God. But, but, but God. But God spared you. Listen, um, 
we are not incriminating ourselves on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, seven years have passed, honey. Okay. <laughs> I'm so done. Not you not you know the legality. Me knowing. Me knowing facts. Okay. Okay, for my youngins that may not have seen the movie. Nay, you wanna throw us a recap. <laughs> um okay so basically she was this amazing wife committed to her husband help him build his business and then one day basically he come home and their marriage is over because he decided to get married to a white woman and to leave them and so now she's trying to pick up all these pieces and rebuild herself and one of the first steps of doing that is she cuts her hair and she becomes new but throughout this journey throughout this process she she has all these different she goes on basically like this emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. and throughout this process she has her girls to support her who each have their own story because they're all going through their love journey as well mm. listen i felt the shondo in my spirit happy happy <laughs> black history month i'm gonna throw that <laughs> yes happy black history month okay but child Listen. what Kanye say and when he get on he leave for <laughs> white girl now we ain't gonna Listen. dwell on the fact that she why you know we love all our audience all of right. our listeners but there is stigmas to that um when it comes to uh the come up yes the come up the culture and all of that but mm -hmm. child and I'm I'm gonna say like a little bit of her other friends stories like one of them was struggling with um she was a single mom and was struggling with uh her baby daddy and who wait Tina and yeah. teenage wait son. was it was it the son's sexuality or the dad's sexuality they were struggling it with? was the dad the okay I'm like whatever yeah like it was it was some struggles with that her, you know whatever um Whitney Houston I don't know why okay, I can't remember Savannah. Savannah. Was Savannah. Savannah. I cannot oh, I remember her story. What was Savannah? Her story was, was she was she was the high class side chick. Oh. <laughs> she was, you know, she was in love with a married man and her mother was condoning oh. her being with him. That's the sad part. Oh. Like he's a good man. You he's a good man, man, Savannah. You were supposed <laughs> to be with him. Girl, he don't love his wife. Girl, this her mama. Because her, her mama was on her about being old and alone. Like, she wasn't even old. Whitney was still fly. Like, I'm I and beautiful. Good. And she right. wanted her to put up with the nonsense and basically yes. tell him, like, he gonna, and she did. He gonna end up divorcing her. Just wait it out. Just wait it out. And it was just like, as a mother, that's what you said about you got for your daughter? You want your daughter to settle mm. for leftovers? Wow. Sad. That's sad. <laughs> Mom, mamas are like that, though. Real talk. There's mamas like that. Good child. Mm. Okay, and the last one, from what I remember, what's her name? Shauna said she Robin. Was Robin. Robin. <laughs> Robin. Listen, she was in love with the crackhead. Um, <laughs> but he was a functioning crackhead who would like take her to parties and do and you know do drugs and then like kind of like be leaving her where she at she be stuck and then she gotta get a ride home and she threw oranges at him off her patio one day and he had on that God. leather vest and it was hot in 90 degree <laughs> california weather oh my god that was the other dude okay both her both her dudes had issues yeah. one dude was the one she was in love with which is cynthia bailey's baby daddy in real life that's who the character was that she was in love with 
trauma um, bonding yes but she just she struggled with being with a good man then when she found somebody she thought was a good man he was low-key her supervisor so after they had their intercourse he started treating her funny because mm. that's all he wanted he really wasn't a good man and we gotta be careful with that because yeah, men be acting like they the good man until they get the cookies and Girl, when they get the cookies it's a different they just story. like everybody else whole different story now he smashed and passed so let, let's smashed and passed. let's dive into it what what we what we talking about first <laughs> i'm like how do you want to start <laughs> let's let's come out strong i'm with it if you with it i'm with it let's go <laughs> transparency is my middle name <laughs> all the tea <laughs> okay so um i don't know which one you feel like it's on the tip of your tongue go ahead tell us let's 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 dive into this let's navigate okay daddy so, <laughs> let's start off with winnie houston's character savannah the one who was like in love with this married man mm-hmm. so Full disclaimer, I did not know that the guy that I was falling in love with was married. Okay. Tag me Let's in. Start pass, there. pass me the ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> but once I found out, it I did struggle with letting go. Mm-hmm. Because by that point, I was like what I thought was love, which later on I looked back like, oh, this was just pure lust that's just all it was but at the time I was like head over heels in love with him my son at the time was like maybe one years old so in my mind I was feeling insecure I still had that baby weight on me and he was whining and dining me and making me feel so special and like I was everything to him and then when I found out that he was married I was mad and I didn't talk to him for like two weeks and then the insecurity kicked in like it's as good as it get you know I had a friend well she ain't my friend no more but Mm. I had a friend even like confirmed like girl you know you know you're a single mom and you know you picked up a little weight this is my friend you know what I'm saying and I'm sitting there listening to her tap into my insecurities and you know he was even telling me like you know I love you and you know I'm gonna leave her I'm leaving her so I stayed for a while I did. I stayed for a while, and then that that one day, I was like, "Man, girl, if you don't get your butt in this gym, eat a couple carrots, and get your <laughs> life together, like, love you." You know what I'm saying? But that's that that struggle was real to let him go, especially during my insecurity stage. Right. Okay. In the era of city girls, and you know, um, side chick, and probably side chick, we do not talk about the um girl that did not know but by the time you find out like you have this attachment and you're literally like emotionally mentally physically stuck and you've been sold yeah. a dream and I feel like we we focus so much on oh this person a homewrecker she was a side chick like we don't know that it's people out here that be living double lives and be having a whole different personality like yeah bruh like you know you know you was playing a role like you were single and this is how deep it, niggas will have you at the house listen or, you or think be, i wasn't in the house listen and, and will make it seem like like how did i not see that how did you hide the evidence of a woman and ladies pay attention if your stuff has moved around and you come home i was the one on the other side of that one time i came home i was whoa 
point I should have just lit that nigga up. No. But one time I come home, I ain't lived with a man since, baby. No plan on it. I come home and my stuff, like my loofah, my toothbrush, my my little woman bag and stuff is like under the bathroom sink. And I'm like, why is my stuff under here? They was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I was straightening up. I was trying to, I, I put up a fight originally, but then I just let it go. Like, no, nah, this nigga ain't that stupid. Yes, he was that stupid. Yes, in fact, he was that stupid to have somebody in my freaking house and hit that. And I think, like, we should definitely like, let up on the women because, well, I would not even put it on women, um, like, put it on men that cheat because it's women that cheat too. We need to mm-hmm. let up on a third party because it's the one that was that's in the marriage that cheated that broke the covenant. They're the one who's dishonorable. They're the one who we should be channeling the energy to, but we sit there and want to fight the mistress or the side chick or the side dude or the other person and then been accepted our spouse back with all this love and I just think like... But that's because that usually happens when they're not... Even if they know, right? Because at the end of the day... I feel like I saw the flags, but I ignored them because I didn't want to see them. And I feel like as a married woman, you see the flags, but you ignore them. And then when it's when you're confronted with it, you make a decision to stay. So you got to you got to give that energy to somebody. So why not give it to the to the side chick? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because you're not going anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Child. I can't even relate to, um, not saying in a bad way, but like being the person that stay and what type of frustration you're going through emotionally, mentally, and wanting your marriage to work and, yeah. you know, trying to forgive your spouse. It makes sense that that outside person is where you going to focus on. Like that's, that's where your hatred going to go when it, it it's not fair and it's not okay that this person you over here hating and then the person that did it to you, you over here with open arms. I think, it, you know, like let's work on forgiving. Okay. Yeah, let's let's forgive both parties because, child, sometimes, especially in cases where the women just don't know. Like, there are cases where it's just like you willingly try to steal this person's significant other. And those are, okay, go ahead, do your thing. But it's like situations where we really don't know. So I guess my first question would be, what are the red flags you ignored in the beginning? Like, um, the not being able to talk on the phone mm. after a certain time. And it was always, oh, well, you know, I got to get up early in the morning type stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hindsight, I'm like, we all have to get up early in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? They go to work. But it never registered. Like, it never dawned on me that, like, literally after like, nine-ish, it was always, like, shut down time. Like, phone straight to voicemail. Like, phone off. Not even, like, it's ringing. It was just, like, phone was off. Or when we would go out, right, we going to really nice places, but it was, like, none of them were in the city right but I was looking at it like oh he's showing me like I've never been here or I've never been there you know and it's like but no you were keeping me out of the city you were keeping me from where people who know that you're married or people who know your wife will be seen you know so 
it was that and then the other thing was <laughs> when he would have a phone call certain times you know like he ran his own business right mm-hmm. so i would expect sometimes you get a phone call you step away you talk business right but even just thinking like but what sometimes those phone calls coming from the wife mm-hmm. and you stepping off and walking away you know like once i found out it was like all oh, the i was like i'm like oh i never mm. Or like, oh, I got to go. You know what I mean? It was just always little things like that that I just never paid attention to. But once I found out, it was like the pieces of the puzzle that were missing. Two plus two and three plus one and four plus zero. Listen. They always go equal four. <laughs> Listen. And you know, and he was paying bills. He was like, you know, wow. he was like, he was a good dude. Well, I mean, where he, he worked. He worked. You know he was paying saying? two bills where he worked. Listen, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And then it made it worse because after everything, you know, even though I could take care of me and mine because I had been taking care of me and mine, it was a nice help because my son's father wasn't in the picture at all. Right. So whatever he was like he putting his feet on my coffee table you paying a bill that's just how i feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know baby put so, both up listen you want to pay all the bills you know he had a toothbrush and all of that like it just like you know my son wasn't there he was spending the night so why would i think Girl. like he actually spent the night in my house before so Girl. why would i think he had a why would i think there was somebody else that'd be the thing okay so real tea how you find out girl you know i'm petty <laughs> so we were supposed to go on a trip and literally two days before he cancels like oh i can't go business duh, 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 duh. and i'm just like oh, okay okay but he came over before you know we did the do but the scent the scent didn't smell Scenty. Mm. It didn't smell like Shauna. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be vulgar, so. But it didn't smell like Shauna. And I was mm. like, what's it? That smell? That don't smell like my children. That's mm. an interesting little scent. So I decided that after all was said and done and he left, I was like, I'm leaving too. But I left and followed. Mm. And I followed him to his bar where his wife came outside and greeted him with hugs and kisses. Oh, you're a bold one. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Wow. And my first thought was to just go ahead and just walk up. Like, you know, I was like sitting at the corner, like I feel like real creepy, but I don't care. But later on that night, I called him. He answered the phone. It was like about 8.15, you know, because I knew I, was, I had to call him before 9 because he wasn't going to answer the phone. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> I told him that I was pregnant. I ain't gonna lie. I lied because I wanted to see what his reaction was gonna be. You know, because I told you I'm petty. So I told him, I said, I just, I just thought that I was pregnant. He was like, what? I said, yeah. He was like, I thought you were so perfect. I said, I guess it didn't work. And I'm crying. You know, I'm giving it all in scene, right? And so he like, he like, oh my gosh, okay, okay, okay. I'm on my way. And I was like, but you said you, you know what I'm saying? We can't take our trip. He was like, no, 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 but this is important. I'm on my way. Then he get there and I don't answer the door. He he seen my car. He ring in, ring in, ring in, knocking on the door, banging on the door. Shonda, let me in. And I'm just like not answering the door. I don't know why I'm laughing. Because it's hilarious. 
I'm so petty. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. What was the part of what was the what was the part of the scene? Like, did you have a reason why you didn't answer the door? You wanted to be. I didn't want to. Oh, okay, gotcha. We just sent him on a wild goose. Disclaimer, ladies, we we don't condone sending people on wild goose chase, but hey, you live and you learn. Right? You know what I'm saying? I was in my twenties. You know, this is you know, I was about I was about that petty life. So, um, he I didn't answer the door. So then when he left, I called back and I was like, I was asleep. Come back. I, you know, what I'm saying like he was like, cause I had all these calls and texts. He came back. And he was banging and I did the same thing back two more times. Uh, and then the third time he came, I finally let him in the house and I let him have it. I cussed oh. him clear out. Ooh. Right at the door, I cussed him clear out. He was like, what? And I was like, yep, I seen her. I said, she's beautiful, too. And I was like, oh, so you like a thick. You know, I was just describing her or whatever. I said, so I was just a little play play. He was like, no, it ain't like that. Da, 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 da. You know how dudes be. Mm-hmm. You know, but after that, I ain't talked to him for two weeks. And then, you know, yeah, I was sad. I was crying. I was like, dude, this ain't even my man for real. Mm. You know, but I was still crying about it because I'm like, but I put a lot of energy into this. Because he was living two identities. Like, how do you heal from a person who has two identities to play that role is a lot. What was your healing? What you, what you do to heal? Like, man, listen. <laughs> I moved on to the next character. That's what I am <laughs> just going to be honest. I was like, well, Nick, you know what I mean? Like, I just. I, at that point in my life, I moved different. I grew up with a lot of men, a lot of males, right? Yeah. So I, I always believed in having a starter five and then you got a person on the bench. Oh my gosh. So, too. you know, so, so you get what I'm saying. You know, yes, so I he do. was, you know, he was, he was MJ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it was like, okay, so now once all of that was said and done, my healing process was rotation. Okay. Okay. Mm. You know, I traded them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I had my a new start at five and then had my rotation. So I did just you have any to... residue? Like, okay, because I know in the midst of redrafting and retrading, how did of you get course. rid of that residue? Because I know sometimes there's residue. So how did Listen. you weed and vibe? That residue was showing up until maybe about five years ago. And this, we talking, this was a long time ago, mm-hmm. right? I think the reality is when we don't seriously deal with it and process it, that residue carries on right that's like when you get a when you get a brand new skillet oh that skillet it'd be so pretty that teflon you know what i'm saying that non-stick skillet but the more you use the skillet the more you stop using the 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 good uh silverware you start using your regular fork and spoon and you scratching Mm. right Mm -hmm. at the non-stick it becomes sticky everything you put in there now sticks to the skillet so i just Mm -hmm. feel like that's what was happening to me i just didn't want to see it i was still allowing myself to be utilized by my starter five even in my rotation not realizing okay but i needed to have an off season Mm. i didn't allow for off season baby let that wound heal you know, I didn't allow for it because I was like, that ain't how dudes move. And in my mind, I felt like I'm that's how I'm supposed to move. Mm-hmm. On, on, on to the next one. On to the next one. And that and that literally, um most of us that grew up around men or with brothers, like we get to moving like that because we see them do it. And first off, we see them play games. And we see that once they do something, they continuously do it. And 
you know, they hop, skip and jump. And because we don't want to look weak or we don't want to be talked about like they talk about the female. Well, I'm going to speak for myself. I've mm-hmm. been in those situations because I didn't want to be talked about like the women my brothers and cousins talked about. And I didn't want to be looked at as a weak female or make a man think he could take advantage of me. So that was why I would bob and weave or be in rotation, knowing the whole time I'm a lover girl, knowing the whole time that it was killing me to be like that or to turn into that. And yeah, it, it's like, what? Like, nigga, who you thought? Where? Exactly. Like, I'm going to show you. You're yeah. not the first and you're not the last. Right. So, until it's then, there. catch me next time. Like, I, show yeah. you better than I can tell you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, before we move to the next character, my question is, how would you advise a woman to address those red flags that she's seeing? Like, there's no hardcore evidence, and you know people like to gaslight and make you feel like, girl, you delusional, this ain't that deep, and this or that. Like, going back, if you saw those red flags with the wisdom you have now, what what would you do, or how would you advise a woman to navigate that? Run. Um... (laughs) No, but for real though, like, (laughs) listen, period. I realize now that whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit, woman intuition, however you view it, it's real. Mm -hmm. Because now when I get it, whether it's about a job, whether it's about something my son done lied to me about, whether it's about a friendship, whatever it is, it don't lie to me. Mm -hmm. So when I feel it, I'd be like, okay, well, it's time to investigate. Yeah. I don't, I no longer ignore it. Whatever that feeling is, and I feel like every woman, man can say, they felt it. There was something about a situation or somebody they was getting to know that didn't sit right with them. Mm-hmm. But they too focused on the person that's across from all oh, well, well, they look good and they smell good and conversation is good. But there's some like, mm, you know, but you ignoring it because maybe you in a season of loneliness mm-hmm. or maybe you in a season of I just got out of a situation mm-hmm. or maybe everybody around you in a situation, you know, so then you kind of feel this pressure of I need to, to, to be locked down and loaded, especially when it's winter season, mm-hmm. you know, so don't ignore those flags don't even if you like you know what I, it could be me because of my past you could journal those red flags and then start paying attention like okay well okay he did that again though like mm-hmm. and that's then address good. them that's good. that's good and address them like you know what i'm you know this was something I noticed before and I want to know is that kind of like something that you do or maybe I perceived it incorrectly because it could be a lot of different things and not be somebody on one but if we don't process what we see and address it we'll never know because my thing is I'm going to address it with you I'm not I'm not biting my tongue anymore I'm not ignoring the flags my body said you said something that wasn't true or you did something that wasn't right or something that didn't sit well with me oh we're gonna talk about it and if I don't like your answer you gonna move around mm-hmm. and I, I'm gonna say it's Holy Spirit baby because that's just how we gonna roll because I, I will say I will say this um there are times where we're dealing with mass manipulators and i do love mm-hmm. that you gave some feedback like it could be used so journal it and ask questions because there is sometimes we perceive stuff that ain't what it is and that's that's how you know you just need to heal or whatever but for those that it's not that and you see in a consistency 
And this mm-hmm. person gets sneakier because one thing about the enemy is he going to try to one up you. Um, there's not many people that will that's liars and manipulators that's going to be like, yeah, I'm manipulating you. Or I'm lying to you. Some stuff you got to depend on God. I will say it's situations to where no matter what a person saying to me, my spirit is like, no, I know that that's a lie. And I will that always hurts. ask God, Lord, expose it to me. Make me uneasy. Like. It's mm. this girl on Instagram named Fortune. She did, she did this prayer. She said, Lord, and, and I'm telling y'all, y'all pray this prayer. And she said it like this prayer is scary, but it's going to save your life. She said, Lord, reveal this man's heart to me mm. in a way that if I was deaf, blind, or dumb, I could not ignore it. Ooh. And she said, I was sliding down the wall the next day. Like, why are you being weird to me? And when I say God going to expose that thing, he is going to expose it. He loves you. He cares about you. And no matter what, manipulation at its best is you knowing something that somebody telling you that ain't what it is. Mm. And you, And if you always bow to what they're telling you versus what God is showing you, you will always be caught up in situations and if you that hurt to where you still can't discern find somebody you trust that's where mentor support system girl to find somebody mm-hmm. you trust to partner with you in prayer and um to help you i recommend just going straight to god but i understand everybody ain't that level of maturity mm-hmm. or hearing or healing and get somebody who you trust to pray with you and guide you through it and you know still yes. first choice is stand on your own two feet though for y'all Y'all say hear God from yourself and trust your discernment. Never bow to your emotions, but trust in your discernment. Because I dated a guy and one day he came home and like you said, it was just a different scent. It, the 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 feeling I had, like it was just like, oh, you did something. Mm-mm. And I couldn't even put my finger in it, a finger on it. And he he wanted to try that night and I was like, nope, I'm good. Nope, I'm good. I don't know what it is, but I'm awake. And so I prayed on it. And the next day he came home and told me everything he had done in our relationship and my mouth dropped mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. my thing is I said God have him reveal it to me and I seen a woman in my dream and it was the same girl and it was even more girls um through our relationship throughout our relationship that I didn't even know he had talked to that mm. played in my face like mm-hmm. hey girl all this that, and the other and I'm like what so them dreams be design. it them dreams like be god it. will god will show you mm-hmm. mm. yes, the, them man. dreams are tell a lot baby Listen, if you say dreams the dreams if you a dreamer the dreams feel like it's real not oh i had a dream no mm-hmm. you wake up like did that just happen yesterday or this morning because that was that real to me and it's like god is speaking to you in your dreams because we don't want to receive it in other ways mm-hmm. and it's a running joke on social media that be like your girl have a dream and be mad at you the whole day <laughs> have a dream about you cheating baby because that was your discernment that was holy spirit and is because you is he's trying to reveal right. something and i would say the first response to a dream is prayer because Depending mm-hmm. on how how deep it is, he can expose to you something now, or he can expose something to you in the future. So mm-hmm. definitely go into prayer to get your next steps because it could be your prayers that stop that thing from happening, or it could be God revealing something to you that's happening now. So we don't know which one. But be in prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, next character. 
that one in itself was deep and yeah, done. Yes. Like, listen, <laughs> listen. Ooh, Child. um, shoot. Uh, let me think. All right, let's go to Miss Gloria. Gloria was the one who, um, her ex-husband or her son's father was uh was gay, and her son was a teenager. Now, I never. Uh, been in a relationship with somebody who ended up being gay. Okay. Because I was about to say, what you yeah, want to tell me? Right. Listen, I was on the edge of my seat. Because he was like, wait, I know, I know a lot of people you talk to, so who is it? Who is it, honey? Nah, I, I haven't Thank seen God. any of them on the Thank on, God ain't nobody for to be emailing me on this podcast. Because- <laughs> no, no, not, not, not that part of it. But for her, her brokenness mm-hmm. from that, you know what I mean? Where she had um, Gregory Hines was the neighbor who moved in and she couldn't receive his authenticity. She couldn't believe that he was a good man. She couldn't believe that he saw her. Right. Because she was so broken from what she dealt with that she felt she wasn't worthy of love or she wasn't small enough, skinny enough or pretty enough to be seen. Right. And so from that aspect of it, being a single mom and you're you're dealing with your own brokenness that you're not able to see when someone not even just a man, but when someone in general is pouring into you and sees you in a in a light that you can't see yourself in. So that's I've dealt with that. I actually a guy who was in love with me since like middle school, I thought he was too good for me even back then because he was a really good person, right? Mm-hmm. And even as adults, like we would go on dates and I just would keep calling my bestie like I know he a good person, but I just like, I'm not a good person. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of that type of love that he was giving me. Even at that young age, from 15 on up, that man was in love with me. And I was just like, this is weird. Like, is this what love supposed to feel like? Yeah. I don't, you know, like I didn't know how to receive it. There mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of love in my household growing up. So I was just like, this is too much. This is overwhelming. I don't deserve it. Listen. When I found out he got engaged, girl, I cried. Like, listen, I understand. I understand. Why? Like, I he get. Oh my gosh! Like, I was happy for him, and I was also sad for me. Not because we didn't end up together, but just from the fact of that this man saw me in a way that I wasn't able to see myself, and. He kept saying, like, you are amazing. You are smart. You are this. You are that. And I used to be like, boy, please. You know, I feel like all I deserve was the guys who would lie to me and tell me they not married or the ones who played the games and was cheating on me in the background or, you know, whatever the case may be. But you had a wholesome young man here who wanted to be a part of your life, but I didn't think that I was deserving of that. And so... That was a really unfortunate season of my life. And I'm glad that I not only think that I'm enough to be loved, but I'm a, I am enough that I love myself, that whether someone else loves me or not is irrelevant. I will say I can't 
all the way relate to that. I've got nothing but niggas barking at me. No, I'm just playing. Okay, okay. I, I can relate. I can relate. I can relate to that one. It was like some heart just dropped. It was just like, I, like she said, I was so young too, so I didn't even know what love was. And I was mm-hmm. so used to like playing games. And so when I got the genuine dude, I'm like, you don't, you don't really need to be with me. Like I'm still on a person playing games. Like how do I take all of your love? I've never felt this before. This is also weird. And so when it ended, I was like, kind of like heartbroken in a sense, because it was like, now I'm ready to be loved. Now I'm ready to, I'm ready for all of this, but I wasn't and you moved on. And how do I deal with that? Like, heal mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, that's, that's hard. And I think for y'all to be talking about women don't admit they take L's. Here go to talking about how they fumbled. How they fumbled, okay? We, Listen. we, we got heart. We know how to apologize. So, and it's if like you know that's you L. and you single, come holla at my girl. No, I'm just like, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but um no but that is that is good like um to hear that it's not like especially in a society that always black black women is black women that to hear like women that openly say like hey I just fumbled that I was wrong in that relationship and I can do better um like I I I love that and I respect y'all so much for that um even and I would say who came to my mind was one person that I used to talk to that I feel like I missed out on but the reason I let him go was because of my relationship with God and he was an atheist so Mm. yes outside of that we were good and things were good and he's married now and he ain't he ain't done nothing weird in his marriage like other men be doing so that's the that's the situation where I could relate to the hurt and pain of like, oh, you married. Oh my gosh. And you like being a good husband. Um, but that, the decision was like a surrender to God. Like, you think you're going to be able to be with an atheist? Girl, that ain't going to work. And for this, I like, it ain't that deep, it ain't that deep. God is my, God, worshiping God is a lifestyle for me, not a Sunday thing. Yeah, um, and it, it it would just be hard if I'm over here casting out devils and coming home to one. All right. Mm. So praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, I understand that because listen, <laughs> whoo, it was this one man who was a Muslim and I'm telling you, if he if he just gave his heart to God, I would be gone. <laughs> but I just knew he wasn't gone because he was African. So I you know, I was just like, oh, oh, yeah. oh so hurt. We can just be friends. But I just had to put that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand the pain. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next character. When was you in love with Crackhead? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Robin, Miss Robin. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me get my laugh out. <laughs> Ooh, child. Okay. So he wasn't a crackhead, but he was a weed head. And to me, May as well have like he was like Might always well. like, like every time I turn around they like, can't live without like waking up to it afternoon lunchtime dinner time nighttime party time I was like boy like why and it was like not only was he a weed head but he sold drugs mm. so from the aspect of like 
we here at an event together and then it's like, oh, I got to bust a move or, hey, can you get a ride home? Because I got to go take care of some business. I'm like, dude, like what in the world? <laughs> Listen, the boy, business that was my weed done. man on the other, my weed man on the other side of town. I got to catch you. Listen, I was sitting there like, is it for you or are you selling it? Because it was like the way he was moving. I'll be at the, I'll be at his house and he'd be like, I'll be right back. I'm like, where are you going? All right, bust a move. I'll be right back. And I'd be like, dude, like, I, on one end, I appreciated that he never bust moves with me in the vehicle. Cause like that would like be hazardous for me. But it was the fact that like every time I turn around, it was always something we would have plans. Oh, well, you know. I can't go because I got to go bust this move. And I'm sitting here like, are you making that much money? But then when I knew the lifestyle he was living, he really was making that much money. But it was just annoying because it's like, I just want a normal life. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you just go to work from nine to five and then we have like dinner at seven? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what it was. Or like, <laughs> we have to be in the clubs or we have to be at the parties because he was like making connects. Like he networking for different purposes. Like, I'm just like, dude, this is not okay. I'm done. Nacho was Lakeisha dating Tommy. <laughs> Listen, and you know him. And you know who he is. I got a feeling. I was, literally, I was going to text you. I like, it's it. <laughs> He's married now. So, oh. if that, that gives don't, you any kind of, that don't help? Nope. Nope, it don't. But, um. He cool. He friends with your people. Uh-uh, Will. <laughs> All right. We for the people outside, but not for the people outside. All right. I didn't know that. Wow. Yep. All right. So, um, <laughs> on that I note, was... <laughs> on that note, I that's the end of that story. That. I'm like, I was blind <laughs> the whole time. But anyway, yeah. okay. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> and done, and done. And <laughs> last one, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Yes, Miss Bernadine, aka Angela Bassett. Listen, Angela. Period. Let me tell you all. She okay. was ripping them hangers. She was. How dare you? Listen. So this, I'm married. So this was not with my husband. This situation was not with my actual husband. But I was in a relationship with somebody who we were supposed to be. You know, because for me, if we say we kicking it, we kicking it, and that means we talking to whoever. But if we say we are in a committed relationship, that's what that means. We decided and agreed we're in a committed relationship, so we're not talking to other people. So, of course, I found out he was talking to somebody else. Like, I found out where she lived, so not for her, but for him, because he was supposed to be in Chicago. That's where he said he was. But because I'm Inspector Shauna, I knew he wasn't. And so I went to her house at like one o'clock in the morning and I Angela Bassett his car. You said transparency. <laughs> we not gonna yeah. incriminate ourselves. <laughs> no, I had already went to court for this and everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and this was like over ten years ago. So okay. beyond the statute of limitations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, period. <laughs> no, you're right. 
I know my rights. Otherwise, I wouldn't have shared it. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, know, you want transparency. And, and okay, by the way, no, go all ahead. this was before I was with the Lord. Because okay. so, when, when you know better, you do better, right? Right. Yes. Um, but I didn't know better at the time. I knew revenge. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. So now I know that I let the Lord make my enemies a footstool. So. So what type of morning. trials did that? Hold on, let's do, let's dwell there for somebody that's like, yep, and loading up their car right now, listening to this <laughs> podcast. Tell, what trials explain. did that send you through? <laughs> Don't go yet, Listen. girl. Hold on, put the right, back, right, put the sugar say, down, put the crunchy like, yes, down. Heard, she said it's right. Period. No, <laughs> Listen, she said, ooh, let me go get the restraining order. Yes. Listen, so let me let me tell you how this backfired. I want to be honest, it really didn't, but. I will say that I always had a feeling that that it was going to come back to me. I always believed he was going to figure out it was me and he was a Southside Chicago dude, right? So for like a long time, I was like paranoid that he was going to find out it was me and it was going to be a problem. So for me, that's worse than anything else. When you living out here in East, like I, I stopped going to the club. I like outside of going to work, I didn't go anywhere. I actually switched vehicles with somebody for a couple of months. So they would never know when I was and wasn't at home. You know what I mean? Cause it was that what I did was like $8,000 worth of damage. Right. Which isn't, isn't a lot of money, but I think it's more principal. That's right? a lot of money. Okay. You know, so I'm like waiting on the shooter drop. Like I'm waiting on him to catch me or have one of his homegirls catch me. So that was my thought process. Like, man, after the fact, I'm like, I ain't have to do all of that. You know, like I could have just stopped talking to him instead of feeling like I needed to prove a point. Like it did not make me feel better. And did y'all stop talking? We did. Hmm. We stopped talking. I told him later that I found out that he was talking to somebody else but he didn't know that I did that to his car because he called me the next morning about it and I was like oh my god call the police who did that (laughs) I pretended like it wasn't me (laughs) so he didn't find out until like months later you know because he had left some stuff at my house and he was trying to get it that in the midst of me cussing him out I said it that's the only reason why he ended up knowing so it was like those three months that was passing, I literally like was always checking my six because I'm like, if it were me, I would, cause that's not, oh, somebody tried to, right. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like, oh, somebody tried to take my car. This was like, no, somebody was at me. Somebody wanted me to see what they did to my vehicle. So I would be looking for the person who did it. And knowing that again, being from he's from Caprini Green like that's where he grew up so I knew where his thought process was and so I was just like yeah that wasn't smart like in that moment I was angry and that's where I placed my anger instead of placing my anger on the phone with him telling him that I know he's no good and leaving him alone I wanted to make a point so what happened with court what happened with girls so the reason why we actually ended up going to court was because of the restraining order okay so he did not follow the restraining order. So, <laughs> so I called the police on him, totally forgetting that he knew what I had did to his vehicle because I told him when I cussed him out. So when we get to court for him violating the restraining order, he actually brought up in court that I 
damaged his vehicle. So he ultimately tried to take me to court for the damages for his vehicle. Mm -hmm. I just so happened to have people lie on my behalf that it wasn't me because I was like out of town, even though I wasn't. So people incriminated themselves for me, which they shouldn't have. And I can say all of us are saved now, but back then, that's not where our thought process was. It was kind of always just somebody get you, you get them back and you have to get them back 10 times worse. But mm -hmm. ultimately that did not make me feel better inside. That didn't stop me from crying. That didn't stop me from feeling like crap because at the end of the day, he was cheating on me with another woman. Mm -hmm. So I guess, um, I will say like, you know, from what you said, like, you did that because you thought it would change the way you felt, but it yeah. only just brought more issues with the court case to where you couldn't even stand on what you had on and you put your friends in the midst of this and then still had to watch your back because of what you felt like this person might do. And yes, that ain't listen. Is it, was well, it, that looking back, it. was it worth it? Absolutely not. Yeah. I feel like the best revenge is to be unbothered. Mm hmm right? The best revenge is to tell somebody, mm. okay, you cheating on me, goodbye. Mm. And, and walk away with your head up. I couldn't walk away from that situation with my head up because I knew I had did some foul stuff. Mm. Regardless of how angry I was, it didn't make me feel any better. It didn't make me walk away like, oh, I'm still Shano or I'm still good. I walked away like that was stupid. Literally, by the time I got home from doing what I did, I instantly regretted it, but I couldn't take back what I did. Mm. And you what, what made saying? you regret it? Like, did you want him back or you just didn't like that behavior? Girl, no, I didn't want that fool back. Okay. It was literally, I can't believe I allowed what he did to make me go to that level, right? That I gave him power over me. That's mm. how I looked at it. Instead of me just walking away, right? My, I gave a reaction to him cheating on me that makes it look like, oh, yeah, she she stuck on me, right? Because to me, a woman who reacts like that or who wants to get that type of revenge is because you butt her and you don't know how to regulate your emotions. Mm. That's really what it is, right? I took my anger out on his vehicle because I didn't want to take my anger out on him because I still had feelings for him. But then after I did all of that, I was like, I can't believe I was that angry that I allowed myself to do this foolishness. I, I literally felt stupid. I was like, this is stupid. Mm. In the car, so my cry home wasn't crying because he was cheating on me. It was crying because I belittled myself. He didn't have to do it. Mm. I did it. Mm. And to me, that is way worse than the damage I did to his car. The damage I did to myself that day was beyond anything else. Mm. I can't take that moment back. Yeah, that's that's it. That's, listen, when you love yourself, you don't like doing but and feeling any type of way. That's what I'm saying. When you love yourself, you don't mm -hmm. settle for the shenanigans to begin with. And what I gave was shenanigans to his shenanigans. I matched his energy instead of keeping mine where it was, right? So anytime 
we decide to go to somebody else's level and we want to kind of be pettier or we want to seek revenge, mm-hmm. that that doesn't that doesn't hold you to a standard. You've lowered your standards to meet somebody that you shouldn't have been messing with in the first place. You lowered who you are supposed to be to be where he at or where she at. And then you're going to go home feeling just as crappy, if not worse, than you did before you went and did the stupid stuff. And now you got to worry about catching the case because truth be told, I could have caught a whole case for that. That would have been for misdemeanor charges. For what? For a dude who couldn't keep his pee-pee to himself? Not his pee-pee. His pee-pee. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what it was. He wasn't my husband. At least Angela Bassett, it was her husband. Not condoning what she did, even though it looked amazing in the movie. <laughs> it was her husband. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting here, listen, and I, I tell young girls that I mentor that story all the time. Like, yeah, it seemed like what you doing going to make you feel good. And you tell girls like, oh, I, I tow up his car and da, 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 da. I be seeing the videos all day, every day that don't bring him back. That ain't going to make him do you no better. That's not going to make you feel any better. So what is the point? Walk away with your head up. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Get yourself together. That's what you need to be focusing on. Boss up. Boss up. Exactly. When you boss up and they let them look stupid, not you. You don't look stupid when you get cheated on. And I think that's the problem. We feel like we look stupid because the person that we trusted to be faithful to us isn't faithful to us. No, we don't look stupid. They look stupid because you messed up a good thing. And now the world can have you. Sorry, I just went into a little tangent. No, that, but the girls, Listen. the girls outside need that because a lot of, a lot of women don't know they worth, and we stay in it and we deal with it and we blame ourselves for niggas nonsense. Let's just keep it a book. So it's like, once you know your worth, it don't take all of that. I know that we want to do all of that, but it don't take all of that because now, like you said, you put yourself in situations that you never were supposed to be in, and you reap what you sow. So again. Let God handle that because he's going to do a better job than what you were going to do physically. Amen. And I think um, one of the, I guess, okay, a question. What would you say or like what advice or what was your process, however, for girls that don't know how to regulate their emotions and they respond in that anger? Like what are some things you did to get to the other side? Um. Again, this was before I had a relationship with God. And when I look back, I'd be like, I could have saved myself a whole lot, <laughs> a whole lot had I had a relationship with God earlier on because he would have been my he would have been my source, period. But at that time, I started going to the gym. Um, I actually started mentoring girls right around that time. And for me, looking at them and what they're dealing with and how they are fighting each other over boys and all of these other things it made me reevaluate myself as a woman mm-hmm. right because i'm sitting here like they doing it at 14 15 16 they're gonna be just like me if they don't flip the script mm-hmm. and i wanted to start leading by example like to what you said earlier 
I was your first mentor, even when it was on the ratchet stuff. Like when I look back, I'd be like, dang, I'd be like, I, I showed you some stuff I shouldn't have, but I, I wasn't in the right place either. You know what I'm saying? So when I started mentoring those girls, I'm like, I got to do better because these girls are looking at us. These girls are paying attention to what we doing as women. And if I'm out here moving left and they moving left, who am I as an adult to be pointing fingers and telling them they messing up or to be talking about their mamas who ain't raising them right when it takes a village. So whether it's the mama, the auntie, the neighbor, the, the person they see at the grocery store, every time a young lady sees us acting ratchet, see us out of character, out of who we are designed to be, they looking at that like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to move when I get 22, 23, 25, 30, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop. They looking at all of that like, oh, this is how we supposed to move. This is normal. And it ain't. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing normal about it. Ain't nothing cute about it. Being, being ratchet ain't cute. I don't care where you from because I'm from the same block as everybody else. But you don't have to be ratchet. You ain't got to be like you you just ain't gotta be all of that be who you are don't be fake but you ain't gotta allow your emotions to be seen by the world it's called mm -hmm. therapy it's called if you have a good relationship with your mother or a mentor as somebody had mentioned earlier there are women or if you a male there are men out here who will speak life into you and furthermore will hold you accountable and that's who you need in your life is people who gonna hold you accountable and who gonna speak life to you and tell you that remind you of how amazing that you are and it hopefully they're believers and if you ain't at that level yet, that's okay. But they better still be able to hold you accountable and keep it honest with you in a loving way. Amen. That, I think that part is uh, the last part, count accountability. Because sometimes we confide in people or call people our mentors that condone our, our foolishness. And it's important that the person that you are looking to has a little bit more sense than you. Yeah. And not in a bad way, in a good way. I mean, yeah. but that's the point of a mentor. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't have to be older, but they should be wiser. Mm -hmm. They should be more knowledgeable, at least in the areas in which you want to talk to them about. I'm not going to go have a, a a mentor as far as marriage is concerned who ain't never been married before. Mm. That just don't make sense to me. Yeah. What? If I if I have kids, like when I had a kid, I was one of the only ones at that time. None of my friends had kids, right? I'm not going to my friends to ask them questions about me raising my son. That doesn't make sense. Too true. And I think like there there's a there's a level of advice you can give with having wisdom and spiritual discernment, but I do agree like mentor me and being my person you do need to have some sort of um skin in the game Listen. when it comes to those things but yeah so if you decide to go to college and you want to go to college to be a nurse but the person who's teaching you the nursing courses specifically ain't a nurse ain't never worked as a nurse ain't never been in a hospital working what are they teaching you exactly? <laughs> <laughs> the textbook. 
<laughs> what I'm saying, like at, at a college level, yeah. they have to have the experience. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not calling you professor if you ain't got the experience. So I'm just saying, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I can talk to my best friend about some stuff and she can give me a non-biased opinion, mm-hmm. you know, but I also take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But yeah, we unpacked a whole lot today, girl. I felt like Not, I was long with it. I, I felt like, like you no, was. You, you, I'm like, no, you, she was really all for it. You gave us all the nuggets. <laughs> Listen. She the said the flag. She gave us the nuggets. I'm, I'm pretty sure the paper is full right now. And the voice numbers are full. I said, sis was really awful. I'm sitting here like, dang. You know how they be having them uh, one person movies? How Martin was five different characters in his TV show. <laughs> like, dang. This has been some heat. Okay, so I'm married now, though, but sis is married. Um, and as you can see, she's been through the fire, then kissed some frogs, and you know, it's just been it's been a journey. It's thugged out here. So I would say, um, was that transition hard? Like, girl, bye. <laughs> Listen. Our first year of marriage was a struggle, mm-hmm. more so because of me, right? It was more, I was accustomed to moving a certain way with men, right? I talked to men a certain way. I just, I didn't respect myself back then. I didn't love myself, but I also didn't even really respect the men that I dated, which is why the good one back in the day, I let him go because I respected him too much, if that makes sense. Um, but when we got married, he so he from the same hoods we from so he would be like who, who wait who is you talking to like that i i ain't one of these little homeboys off the block i'm a grown man i'll be like you are a grown man you right i just i need to talk to you with some respect like he commanded respect he would get on me if it sounded like i was putting myself down he would constantly remind me that I was amazing, that I'm enough. And he still do, even if I don't need to hear it. You know, he recognizes things about my past that still tries to trickle in sometimes, right? Because I feel like I have not healed from certain things, but I am still healing, right? So still being in the healing journey, I had to have a partner who understood that and was graced for that. So my husband is graced for me. So when I have my emotional irregular, cause there have been times that that old Shana still wanna kick in and I gotta check myself on how I react to certain things. And he be like, hey, hey now, hey, this ain't that. I need you to calm down, babe. I, I love you, but calm it down. I be like, yeah. you right, give me a hug, you know? So, <laughs> He recognizes those things. And I feel like if you are with the person that is graced for you, there is room for your growth in that. And just in the five years we've been married, I've grown 
a, a lot in that short amount of time in ways that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was an area I still needed to work on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And listen, some stuff don't come out until you in a marriage. You don't really know. Um, listen, when you live with somebody every day, all day, maybe a different ball game. Some stuff you just don't know until, you know, like you don't know if you healed until the wound is poked at again. You don't know if yep. you can handle the fire until you get in burned again. You don't know until it's happening. And I think that is amazing. That is beautiful that he sees, you know, those things and knows how to um, handle them and address it in a way to where it's not like, you know, re-traumatizing you time and time again. But he's moving mm-hmm. towards solutions. I think that is amazing. And that's beautiful. And yeah, maybe we'll get him on here and hear his story. Girl, good <laughs> luck with that. Me and they have to come out like we need to get some men too. Like they got some stuff to tell. They got some stuff they was healed from. <laughs> I can find you some, but he ain't one though. Because he be like, you know, I you know he again, he one of the dudes from the block. So he like, yeah, man, I ain't fin- you want me to be on something that other people gonna listen to? Nah, I'm straight. <laughs> he be like, nah. <laughs> We can have a conversation, but you ain't recording. Like, I'll be like, not, not to enjoy. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's definitely um, has been a growth period. I mean, for both of us, though, um, I believe that I know people say like, you shouldn't be getting married if you're not whole and all of these other things. But to your point, how do you know you don't still have broken pieces if you feel that you healed in certain areas? Then you get into marriage, he's like, oh, yeah, nah, nah, there is a big old gap right here in this spot. And it was, there was a trigger that I didn't even know could be triggering, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, I am constantly evolving and constantly growing, and I still go to therapy because I'm trying to be proactive right even if ain't nothing going on in my life right now I'm, I'm being proactive because i know at the end of the day emotions happen life happens oh and not to mention the prayer closet that i have is real so hello everything has to go in that their prayer closet i got post-it notes all over the prayer closet and you better not let them fall um <laughs> That is kind of, you know what I'm saying, my starter. And I journal my dreams and I journal my emotions. Like, because in marriage, people make you mad. Like, mm-hmm. you don't think he make me mad every other day. And I'm sure I make him mad the other every days, you know? <laughs> no, that's that's real. That's true. God gave me this word a few weeks or months ago about, like, just covenant in general. Like, getting into covenant with somebody calls for you to have an intense prayer life and yeah so it just it just make me more patient with any and everything like wait what am I doing who want to do what with me okay let's take some time to pray about this because am I grace to carry you and are you grace to carry me because we'll be somewhere mm-mm, both jacked up because, and if you yeah, ain't you know. married let me put this out there that is wonderful. Listen, let me see. You don't be in no rush because it is better to not be married than to be married for somebody who ain't grace for you and somebody you ain't grace 
for mm -hmm. that is that's a cross you don't you don't want to carry because mm -hmm. when it comes once you are one you are one yeah right yeah. so that like there is a lot that is being carried like you said stuff that you didn't even know was wounds and if you're not graced for that person mm -hmm. you're not gonna have the capacity or the patience to deal with what comes up mm -hmm. amen Okay, so um, what is your Nate? Do you got anything else to add before we close out? Cause baby, <laughs> she then gave us all she had to give. Sis poured out. Listen, I, I just thank you for cup. sharing, like just being transparent and honest and open. How you basically was every character because I totally can relate. Yeah, girl. So I guess we'll close with um to the younger Shauna that's listening. If y'all heard one of the stories and you could relate to or you just like, dang, she sounds so much like me or I'm in the midst of that, whatever. What are your final words of advice for the listeners or your younger self or just anybody you feel like, you know, whatever, whatever the Lord is leading you to say to anybody that may be in one of those situations? What is some just closing advice? and I know that's probably going to be cliche for anybody who knows me but really you are enough and I say that because no matter what mistakes you've made in the past no matter how many times you've fallen and you may feel like there is no hope people around you may be telling you that you're a lost cause because of your past relationships and situations and all these other things that that's not the case there is grace for your growth there is grace for you in acknowledging and in seeing what you've done in your past and in knowing that whatever you've done you don't have to continue to do it just because it's what you've already known you can choose to take a different path because you are enough you don't have to keep going in the same direction. You can choose to go right instead of going left. Because at the end of the day, any day you wake up is a new day. So stop focusing on what was and look at is what is right in front of you. Don't look so far into the future that it gets overwhelming, but just look enough ahead of you where you see the hope, you see the goodness, that is in front of you, no matter what the hurdles are, no matter what the obstacles are, no matter how many men or women try to come into your picture, look at them like bugs that hit your windshield. Turn the wipers on and swipe them off and keep it moving because you are enough. You don't need to settle for less. You don't need to think that you are less and you do not need to allow anyone to tell you or make you feel like you are less because you are uniquely, wonderfully and fearfully made. There is no other one like you, even if you have a twin. And so because you are enough, you can choose to walk in that, own that, not in a way of arrogance. But in a way of acknowledging that you can turn your life around, you can choose a different route 
and be okay with the future that is before you. Well, amen. I am enough. Okay. Thank y'all. Thank God's image. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let the people know how they can find you on social media, website, whatever. Plug it. Um, oh, I can do a shameless plug. Well, come on, throw Yes, where you can find me at ShaunaSpeaksLife.com, Shauna Speaks Life on Insta, on TikTok, on Facebook, just Shauna Speaks Life. Oh, and you can find me on YouTube. Oh, and I started a podcast also called, guess what? <laughs> Shauna Speaks know. Life. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know, right? No, but that is like my real life tagline. But no, just Shauna Speaks Life and you can find me anywhere that there's videos or audio and come through, holler at your girl. Uh, but make sure first you like, comment, share your review, share your thoughts about not just this episode, but about every episode from this here podcast, because this is the one that I'm on and this is amazing. Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. Somebody wrote me like, uh, this podcast needs a comment section. <laughs> Girl. So maybe we're going to get some live videos in the future, but right now we ain't going to put the people on camera. We're going to get them comfortable with sharing, but y'all all her information is in the show notes. So um, definitely the website and the link to her podcast are there. And I think everything else you can find from her website or just type in at Shauna Speaks Life. And y'all stay connected, stay plugged in. If you need some motivation, that is your girl. And she do have other services she offer on her website. So make sure you connect with her. This has been amazing. I am so thankful for this. And I definitely am praying that much success continue for this podcast because we need it all of it thank you it's for the people outside so for y'all that was outside y'all was listening i hope y'all got y'all notes don't forget to like comment and subscribe um thank you for sharing your story to the world thank you for being transparent we love you so much i learned so much and i was able to take some nuggets Mm -hmm. for myself just learning to walk away basically from situations Uh, i'll run away not letting my emotions control (laughs) me because i've been there before but there's things that there's some things going on in my life right now where i can look at it like you know what i'm not going to be emotional because god's going to handle it Mm -hmm. um period so thank you for sharing your testimony and just your journey Absolutely. There will be a book one day, no, I swear. <laughs> you ain't playing. No, what you mean one day? You better get this. <laughs> she ain't playing. I ain't playing, but. It's going to be a book, girl. Oh, declare and decree that it's going to be a book. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs>